in partnerships, who knows how long you've been together, you might not be comfortable in saying, I don't like it that way. So having that in class and being, I show them first and I say, did he do it the way I did it? And then they'll be like, yes or no, do it this way or do it that way. And that's a little bit helpful when somebody else is there. to. Welcome to the Femtech Health Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry DiBias. Today we're joined by my friend, Dory Hanford. Dory is a childbirth educator and doula. She is incredibly passionate about prenatal and postpartum moms and all things maternal health. In this episode, we'll be discussing her unique childbirth education class called Birthing From Within, where she helps couples connect on a deep level and prepare for the unknowns of childbirth. Dory shares some of the creative techniques she uses to facilitate this bonding and exploration. All right, let's jump in to today's episode. Dory, I'm hey. so glad that you're here today with us. Dory is a childbirth educator and a doula, and she is absolutely passionate about prenatal and postpartum moms and maternal health. And so, Dory, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. And I'm super excited to talk about all our childbirth education work. And tell us a little bit first about how you kind of fell in love with all of this work and what it means to you. It's kind of funny how things come drop on your lap or whatever and how you kind of get inspired to do what you do, right? But I read a book. It was a fictional book about Jacob and his four wives or, you know, and like Rachel was a midwife. And I thought, oh, that would be really cool. Like, I think that would be fun to be a midwife. So I kind of got that in my brain and then was talking to somebody about it. I don't know. I was like 19. I met this person at a concert and they were like, yeah, well, why don't you be a doula? And I was like, what's that? So I took the training in that and decided, you know, to start processed for midwifery. And part of that was to take a childbirth education course. And I kind of just fell in love with teaching. And it is also consistent hours and not, not on call all the time and stuff like that. So it just kind of fit better into my life because I started having children and then had six of them. So I love it. It's all worked out as I've done it. <laughs> So, Dory, your childbirth education class is called Birthing From Within. You and I work together at different points in time. I just kind of enter into your wonderful world of your class from the pelvic health direction, so the musculoskeletal part. But I am always just fascinated about how you, um, you're so creative and you're so alive and passionate, asking really deep, challenging questions on an intimate level to help couples actually connect and go deep before they actually have this baby. Tell me about this particular type of childbirth education class where, you know, birthing from within, like, how did it move you? I mean, why did you do that particular training? Yeah, it's interesting. Part of my, so I'm an ICEA certified childbirth educator. That's what most like hospitals hire if, if they don't hire nurses. They're actually hiring an educator, but I, one of the mandatory readings was birthing from within, from my training, and I liked it. I liked what I heard, and so a training was coming to town, and I took it, and I actually was going through postpartum depression when I took this training, and just, there's kind of this seen in the birthing world. You're either a home birther or a hospital birther. Which one are you? Kind of this thing. And I just loved birthing from within was, you know, natural birth is what comes naturally to you where you're going to feel comfortable. And it's more about trying to deal with all the turmoil that comes into your life as you're preparing for a new baby. It's a lot stepping into the unknown. And I love that there's processes that we do in class that help people to really get more comfortable with going into the unknown. Instead of, you know, I've taught hospital classes where it's a PowerPoint and I'm like, oh, this is, this is hard. 
really having those deep connections and having those questions, you know, I just spent this last class that I did was all on medical interventions and we just kind of role played. Okay. What would we do in this kind of situation? What if this came up? How would we respond? What are the good intentions of your provider? What is it that they're hoping for? Are your assumptions about the situation accurate? You know, kind of just asking those questions to yourself because, you know, when you're in labor land, you're not really equipped to thinking about that stuff when it's going on. So kind of having a little bit of a dialogue about that before you step into actual birth gives you empowerment. You know, we can't control anything that happens in our birth. We don't know if we're going to need, we don't know if we're going to need like Pitocin at some point. We don't know if we're going to end up with an epidural. We don't know if we're going to need to be transferred if we're at home. We have no idea because it's life and we never have any clue what's going to happen tomorrow, right? But we can, what can we, what can we work on? We can work on your mindset. We can work on if something happens, then what? How are we going to cope when this thing happens? And I love that. There's a process we do called like taming your tigers. So it's like if you are, you know, if you imagined you were like this cave woman and you were one of the first people and you're birthing, if there was a tiger outside, you probably wouldn't be doing such a good job. And we all have these little tigers. We all have these little things that stall us from progressing. And so looking at those things in class, and uh, I'll have my couples draw what it looks like to cope, you know? So Dory, give us an example of maybe some of the things that they draw. Yeah, so... I had a dad say, he was like, you know, I'm just worried that I'm going to get in there and I'm really going to freeze and not know what to do. I'm like, she's going to be in pain and I'm not going to know how to help her. And he drew him next to her being like, you got this, you know, like he just kind of was like, okay, how would I be coping? How could I cope better in this situation? So that was one thing that he drew. This mom, she drew, she was like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, you know, everybody's always worried about being like a Karen or something, you know, I don't want to be like coming across all mean, but I also don't want somebody to like come into my space and tell me what I have to do. You know, she's like, I'm worried I'm either going to be too combative or not have a voice at all. So she, she drew herself being like, here's my support people. And they're telling me I'm amazing. Like her husband and her mom, I guess, and her mother-in-law are going to be there. So they're telling her that she's amazing. And then the staff, she's like, okay, how I'm going to like maneuver it a little bit better. You know, how I, I'll try to like turn it around. Maybe you can wait. Maybe we cannot have to do this thing that you're asking for right away. So... I think it's kind of cool for them to visualize that before they actually get there. Yes. And I think the way that you do it, I love it. Uh, One day I was there with you and you had told this very interesting story and you then asked them to separate from each other. So the couple sort of separated from each other. And then you said, both of you, I want you away from each other and I want you to finish the end of the story. And it was just this fascinating thing happened when everybody came back. It was like each of them had almost finished the story and they hadn't done it together, but almost the same way. And it's, mm-hmm. it amazes me how you pull out of the, uh, these couples this deep bonding that they really connect in such a way. And you use all these creative ways to do it, whether it's, you know, talking to each other or writing things or storytelling or drawing things. And so tell me how all that creativity comes to you, or is it actually part of birthing from within, or you just kind of bump off of that? Well, 
a lot of these processes do come from birthing from within. But my classes are not like we're doing this at 7, we're doing this at 7.30, we're doing this at, you know, I never have like a schedule because a lot of times, I don't want to say like I'm just pulling things out of out of nowhere, but I'm kind of gauging what do, what do they need right now? You know, we personalize every class to the couples that are there, you know? There was a time we had both of the couples that we had were supposed to be getting induced. So we spent a lot of time processing, like, what does induction look like? What could you do to cope through induction? Can you ask, hey, if things are going okay, can we push it out a week? You know, like, can we, you know, just kind of going over lots of different questions. And it took up, like, a lot of the time. But that's what they needed, you know? So it's not, it's not like this, this, this. It's kind of more, what is it that I'm seeing in class that you're kind of needing so we can pull into this realm or this realm? And I, I think that's the beauty of it. You know, it's not, you know, these couples are together and it's a more intimate setting. And it's really interesting to watch them play off of each other too, like the couples are almost helping each other as they're all there together. And and it seems like they also uh, grow sort of deeply as a unit, you know, like as a bonding, as a group as well. So t tell me how you make that happen in your magic. In my magic. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like intimate classes are key, right? Not walking into a room and being like, oh, I don't know, there's a lot of people here, you know? When there's just a small group that I work with, we can get more intimate. So we get to know each other a lot better. And I, I'm amazed at how many of these couples are still connected. They still go hang out. They're still friends. They still want to go and do the things, right? Because because they got that bonding. And that's what we want. Like, I think Sherry and I's ultimate goal is to not just teach you and leave you, right? We would want to teach you and carry you through parenthood because parenthood is challenging. And we want you to, like, be connected, be connected to multiple people so that you're not left alone. And especially, I think, in this great connection you know we're sharing so much information before and we're prepping and getting ready but then afterwards they aren't alone we're you're also sort of teaching them okay what what do you need maybe afterwards so so talk a little bit how you talk to them and help and guide them like even hey what will you need postpartum how do you bring that out of them too because so many times I've watched you sort of help them say what is it that you actually do want afterwards? And maybe like one couple wanted this, I know, one night, and then they turned around and as all of this was coming along in all their training, they suddenly realized, no, 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 maybe we don't want that. Maybe we really do need more of a community to serve us after the baby comes. Yeah, we have, we have some really great discussions about the realities of parenthood. I... Do not sugarcoat anything. I don't want them to think that I'm lying to them. I want them to recognize, guess what? You're about to go through something hard. I don't want to make it seem like it's easy. And if it's easy, great. Then, then you beat the system, right? But I want them to know, like, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to feel all these different emotions. It's normal and it's natural. And this is why you need help, right? Just trying to normalize. You need support. All of us need support. Not any one of us should be doing this alone. And when we are doing it alone and when we feel alone, that's, that's where postpartum depression comes in most, right? So we have a great conversation, the last class always, about postpartum life and the realities of it. I do let them know that I struggled with postpartum depression. And I always say, I've been there and I never want you to be there. 
So here's the thing. If you need me at any time, you call me and I'll be there. And, you know, you, you hope that they'll like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. But one of the things I do always is I check in on my students. I'm messaging them. How are you doing? How are things going? What's going on now? Or is everything going okay? And, you know, one time I did get a call and they were struggling and I did show up and it was helpful. So I, I hope, I hope that by knowing that, you know, sharing that I've gone through it, you know, being vulnerable with them, letting them know, like, I was crazy at one time because I was on it, might just help them to come to us when they need support. Absolutely. So, Dory, talk a little bit about, you know, some of, you know, because I know you're, you are so creative, but I also know your classes are very organized as far as each week. You know, you're accomplishing different things to bring them to where they need to be. One of my favorite <laughs> weeks is when you do your pain coping strategies and you have a little bit of ice that shows up. So share just a little bit about helping couples learn how to sort of take care of each other and talk to each other when there is pain involved and difficult things. Okay, so we do pain coping every single class. They don't, they don't get the easy way out with me. Like we are going, we are going to be using ice every class because why practice makes perfect. Right. And what we're really trying to figure out is I do different, I do different ice practices, right? Like, so sometimes we just, we'll just notice our breath. Sometimes we'll do affirmations. Sometimes we'll do different processes. You know, some of them, they're like, oh, that sucked. I didn't like it. And I'll be like, great. That's good to know because now we know that you don't like that. So Dory, you know? back up just a second, because I think probably our audience needs to know what's going on with ICE and how are you using while oh. they're working through these different things you're challenging them with? Okay. Good. Thank you for saying that. So I had them, I had them hold ICE in their hand over a cup because it's obviously going to drip. And I make them do it for a minute because contractions are about a minute. It's uncomfortable, right? It's maybe a little bit painful. So we want to work on knowing what you do to cope with uncomfortable, right? So I provide that discomfort so that you can know, okay, actually this is discomfort. I can feel the discomfort, but I feel it less when I do X, Y, Z. Usually, you know, one of the things that is typical is I'll put on music and they're like, distraction is the best pain coping me mechanism. We should know this by now. But it's amazing. Most people are like, wow, that was a minute. It went by so fast because they see, they see the like, tools all of a sudden they're seeing oh you already know all the things that you you have coping mechanisms you've learned it right you slam your finger in the door you're gonna do the things right you're gonna hold it or shake it or cuss or scream all those things are coping mechanisms so it's just tuning in to how you personally cope through these things so dory one of the things though that fascinates me is to see the husband and the wife together because the husband might think, oh, well, this is how she'll cope better. I'll rub her back in her neck. And the woman's like in the pain with her finger there. And she's like, get off of me. Like that really doesn't comfort me. So part of, I think what fascinates me is that you're teaching these couples like in their life, you know, you're prepping them that for, to be a family system, right? And you're prepping them by actually teaching them hey, my wife maybe doesn't enjoy music. It didn't soothe her through her pain, but it soothed me. Oh, but this soothed me to have affirmations or kind words, you know, or good food delivered to me when, <laughs> when I, you know, when I was upset or whatever. And you're actually teaching couples how to bond because you're helping them understand like, well, that feels okay to me, but I don't like that. And it fascinates me because sometimes I think 
oh, you think they already know that about each other, right? But they don't. Yeah, and I know. I have seen no. repeatedly the aha moment literally in your classes of like, oh, that strategy that my husband thought was going to work for me, like ticked me off. And so what a better way for them to learn from you quickly and early on, right? Like, hey, that thing didn't work for me very well. Some of the mm -hmm. things that you see maybe in couples and how they learn together like this and then how you see that bonding then work as you move along through these classes. Yeah. So one of the last classes, we actually do a walk through labor. We just like pretend like we're going through it all, right? I with ice. It. So it gets more intense. It gets more hard, right? And it's very interesting because these moms are having a bucket of ice at this point. Their first one is they get one hand. The second, you know, going into active labor, they have two hands. Transition is submersion, right? And so it's so helpful because they are getting kind of irritable. They are getting like, you know, they are feeling it now, right? And so what I'll see them being like, no, that didn't work. Do the next thing, you know? And having that communication is just so helpful. And what I always tell them too is like, you know, it's a, she might get short with you. That that might happen because when you're really overwhelmed, you get short with people. But I tell her to to trust what he says too, right? Because like your husband can say like, oh, you're pretty. And you're like, shut up. I'm not that pretty. Or, you know what I mean? Like you could be like, oh, it came from you. So no. But I try to tell them like, instead of getting annoyed by them saying something like that, try to just trust it and like sink into it. It doesn't hurt you to trust and believe what they say. It will hurt you if you're feeling negative about it, right? So, so I think those things are yeah, helpful. So in other words, receive the gift of whatever it is that they're saying and doing for you, right? Mm-hmm. So Dory, yeah. like go through like some of the things I know you, you talked a little bit about affirmations and, you know, music. Tell me some of the other coping strategies that have helped a lot of your couples work together with as they're going through that class of, oh, we're having this baby. Yeah, we just, we kind of start with just, you know, I mean, in my first training with ICEA, we learned all the like all the breathing techniques, right? And as a doula, I've never seen anybody use those breathing techniques. What I have seen is people get in their own rhythm and in their own ritual, and they kind of like start coping in that way that they're coping, right? So all I do is I help them to, to be aware, right? So we just start with like noticing your breath. Well, when you start to notice your breath, you automatically change your breathing. Like, I don't have to say, like, we're going to slow down your breathing. They'll just automatically tell me that it's a lot slower. We count how many seconds we breathe in and how many seconds we breathe out. Some people really like the counting. Some people don't like the counting, right? We do the however many seconds we counted in or out. We do an affirmation for that, for those seconds. So if it was four seconds, I would, and you would just repeat that in your head as you're breathing in and out, right? So because we all know we can get into the, we call it the monkey chatter mind where you just like spiral out of control into the abyss, right? And so that happens in labor. It happens in life. It's going to happen in labor. So trying to teach them, like, use this now. If this is helpful to you while you got the ice, when you got something happening in your life that's uncomfortable and not feeling quite right, I want you to start, like, slowing down your breathing. Or if, if the affirmations helped, I want you to do that. If music helped, I want you to put music on. I want you to start going there now so that when you're in labor, it's not a second thought. You're already going to these coping mechanisms because you know what works for you. In other words, you're teaching them to practice these things 
so that when the actual incidences are happening in their life, whether it's labor and delivery, whether they got in a fight over anything else, right? Like, because we're all going to have pain and struggle, right? But that we learn all these great coping tools. And you're saying to me, hey, practice, practice, practice. Because when you practice, then you and I know automatically what to go to. Yeah. So what are some of the other things you teach to practice? We do movement, right? And and then I teach them and teach them. I teach partners really how to help them through pregnancy, right? Because you're always uncomfortable in pregnancy. And I mean, Sherry does that too. (laughs) She's incredible to see. But I really teach partners where to put their hands and how to make it work, and what women like and what they don't like. And we start working on those different things and seeing, you know, what their partner likes and how they like it so that they're doing this nightly now, right? They do it in my class. They got to do it nightly so that they remember it, right? And then and then it's second nature when they're actually in labor, and and there's a beauty to the touch, right? Like whether it's light touch, whether it's deep touch. So, Dory, do some of our our husband and wives have to learn how their partners need to be touched, and how to touch in a yes. more therapeutic way sometimes versus more comforting and nurturing? Are you helping guide them through how that touch works and why it's important at different stages? Well, I don't know, but like. I don't go into like, this is important at this stage. I, I guess I do. I talk, I talk a lot about like, you know, in transition that you need to be more up in her face and more direct and more like guiding her to where she needs to go. And then in early and active labor, you don't have to be like that, you know? So I guess I do do those kinds of things. The other things I talk about are, you know, women that are pregnant have that relaxing going through their body so they're always just like wiggly jiggly and they don't necessarily want the like needy type massages they want pressure they want fists they want you know compression all that stuff to hold them back together and yeah that is really helpful for them to kind of get a visual of like oh well maybe I've been not doing it that way and that's okay and sometimes in partnerships, you really don't, you're not, who knows how long you've been together. You might not be comfortable in saying, I don't like it that way. So having that in class and being, I show them first and I say, did he do it the way I did it? And then they'll be like, yes or no, do it this way or do it that way. And that's a little bit helpful when somebody else is there to, instead of just being like, that wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. people can get their feelings hurt. Right. <laughs> and that's, Oh my I think gosh. I marvel about in your class is that you're so good at including the spouse and really including like this class is not like, hey, I'm just going to tell you a bunch of stuff. And, you know, you go out in the world and you all figure it out. You are very you include this husband and the wife and you're helping them bond. I mean, and I think this bonding is going to help them in their marriage. I don't know how else to say that, but I see this whole thing happening when suddenly, you know, they learn how to have a voice with each other of like, hey, that didn't feel okay, but could you try this instead? And there, and because you're kind of there as this outside person to help them in such intimate things, do you know what I mean? It's intimate spaces. They're close to each other you know, their hands are close to each other. You're showing them actually and guiding them. And I really see like the husband and the wife sort of being like, oh, like I didn't know I needed that or I didn't know I needed this. And and I think it's pretty special. So tell me why you're so passionate about getting these, the husbands and, and the, you know, the, these families so connected like this. Like, what do you see with it? It is the hardest thing to have a new baby. <laughs> And hard on your relationship. And partners are so, I feel like I've, I've gone to other childbirth classes where they don't even talk to the dads. They're there, but they like are just talking to the moms. And it makes me sad because this is a rite of passage for a man just as much as it is for the mom. 
they're both becoming a parent and they both need to be celebrated and cheered on and feel like they're doing the things. So yeah, my partners are really involved. They're, they're involved in everything. We're, they're involved in all the discussions that we have. They're involved in all the ice exercises. They're involved in everything because I want them to know that they're important and then they matter. I know one night uh, we were there together and we were just kind of throwing out, there was some couples there and throwing out like, oh, well, how do you want to labor and deliver? And what are you thinking? And, and it was so interesting. One night I, I was so proud. This man, the one man, he said, I really thought we were going to do it this way. And now with all this, I'm, I'm scared. He actually said, I'm scared. I don't know if I want to do it this way. I think I want to do it this way. And I just loved your response was so open and so caring. And, and the way you, you sort of said to him, well, what is it that's scaring you about what you thought you always wanted to do? And it was such a great opening, you know, statement because then it allowed him to think there was nothing wrong with him to be scared, right? Or to be fearful. That was the woman he loved. And he thought he wanted to have a midwife and now he was so scared he thought oh no I need to go to the hospital and it was just amazing I think to allow a person to open up to that depth to say I'm afraid for my wife and I want to make sure my baby and her are safe and then you allowed that space for him in front of everyone who was there there were all these couples there and I was like okay this is amazing to me that you allow this really personal protected space that he could actually talk through these things and I guess I just am fascinated that you are so calm and constantly available to them to walk through these things and I, I just love that and I, I think it's something that you're just it's so innate in you that that passion to bring out of people and i just wonder where does all that come from for you i don't know i don't know i i know how important it is to have somebody hold space for you you know and i i think you know especially for partners nobody really addresses everything that they're going through so that's why i mean that's why we have a special partners class where i actually i do i get into like, hey, your partner's not here. What's really, what's going on that you want to talk about? Because they're so brave and they have to be so tough all the time. And I've had some really great conversations. So Dory, before, you, before you go forward, I want you to just explain what that means. So you kind of separate the men from the women. What happens? Yeah. Tell us how yeah. that goes on. The women do it awesome. They do a vision board type thing they have a little activity that they're doing and they're listening to music and they're having a great time in the other room compiling a vision board for what they want for their birth you know and then I just take the dads into another room and I typically bring them some sort of sweet something they always are like why don't you bring me beer I was like I'm sorry well I we just have a really great discussion. Like, what is it that you want to, what is it that you loved about your parents that you want to keep as, as you go into parenthood? And what is it that you don't want to keep? What is it that you're hoping for in here? You know, and then we have a really good discussion most of the time about like, okay, your partner's not here. Is there something you're scared about that you just kind of want to talk about, you know, it's, it's anything we can talk about. And I've had some really great discussions in there where men really like opened up and talked to me. It was great. Is that a hard space for them? Or does it, by the time you're in that setting, does it kind of roll out of them because they know they need to get this stuff out? Yeah, it's not hard for them. I mean, I, everybody's different. Everybody is different in how they work, right? Some guys are just not going to talk to you no matter what, right? But I feel like it is, they've known me for you know, the whole class. And so they're very familiar with who I am. What did you say? Well, now it's seven. It was six before, right? So now we're doing seven because we're including so many wonderful people in our space. But yeah, they get to know me pretty well. So by the time 
Like we just kind of have an open conversation. They tell me what's what's going on. Maybe they're scared about postpartum depression. What will they do? How will they know? So we just kind of talk about it. So Dory, you 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 know kind of said we are expanding this whole class and let's talk a little bit about like the passion of why you thought that we should expand this class and why you feel it's so important all these puzzle pieces that we're looking at. Yeah. Well, I I just was I've been frustrated for years about the lack of support postpartum and Here's the thing. What we're covering now is pretty incredible, right? We're covering nutrition. Nobody really likes that word. I, I mean, people don't want to talk about nutrition while they're pregnant, I don't think, because they always get this like guilty kind of feeling. But nutrition is important for your energy and important for what you're about to do. Then we talk about physical mechanics, right? With you, Sherry, we, the pelvic floor. How important is that to know how to push and to feel your pelvic floor? Like those are important tools to have. And then lactation on board, you know, to really cover like everything that's going to happen as you're stepping into this unknown. And then to be there afterwards, to not just wonder who you're going to get as a lactation consultant, but you know your lactation consultant. She's been with you. You've seen her, you've met her, you know that she's going to do a good job and she's going to take care of you because she cares. And then mental health is such a huge thing. I, I just really want to like express that it's, it's not something you might need. It's something that you do need because you're going through a life-changing transition. You need extra support to deal with the hard and I, th- I feel like if we all had more support, in my opinion, it would reduce all the childhood trauma, right? If parents were able to get respite and help, that they would be their best selves for their family. And that's, that's my biggest goal is to help families thrive instead of being in survival mode. I love it. It's beautiful. Dory has such a passion that we've all sort of bonded together to make a birth collective. And it's so exciting. We would have probably never been at this space in any way, shape, or form, but Dory's class of childbirth education, because it's birthing from within, it's such a intimate bonding time for two, you know, husband, wife to actually prep and be ready to become a family. And we just are so excited because we feel like having this whole team of providers all on board together is really going to help the families of our communities have safe spaces and to be able to ask um, deep and important questions. And we've really, we've, it feels so strongly that we need all of this all together. So this birth collective that we've all put together as a, a team really grew out of the fact that we had this amazing childbirth education class and she was going so deep and her passion just went out of all of that and then calling us all in to be like hey let's all work together to do this really exciting thing and again the reason we're doing it is because we believe in family systems we don't want family systems to be alone and we know that education is the key actually a visualization is the key, like to be together, to actually explain, show things, teach people about touch, teach people about how to have deeper relationships before they become a parent and actually look at things and talk about things that might be hard or difficult. And it, all of this really springboarded out of such the beauty of Dory's childbirth education class. And it's just super exciting that she just has this way of presenting this information that really changes couples and changes people's lives. So Dory, I also want to, you know, because you also are a doula and I, I want you to just tell us about your doula work and like what being a doula has meant to you and how that has also helped like in your childbirth education work as well. Yeah. I feel like 
every experience I've ever been to, every birth I've ever been to, you just learn so much every time, right? And so I think it does shape my education and like, okay, maybe I need to focus more on this or maybe I need to help in this way. Um, I really enjoy being there to help people through this hard time. And no matter who your provider is, if you're birthing at home or you're birthing at the hospital, having somebody there that is for you personally, that's not connected to your provider is beautiful and is wonderful. I mean, I'll tell you, I've been at births that are home births that I didn't agree with the provider. And I, I had to, I had to make the move to say to my clients, this isn't working for us anymore. And I, I, I didn't want to be that person, but sometimes you have to be that person. And I had to be that in the hospital to be like, Hey, actually this is okay. We're, what we're doing is fine because people don't know all the things, right? I've had, I've had nurses come in and be like, she has an epidural. Why is she on all fours? Or why is she on, why is she on the, the, the squat bar? And it's like, well, other women can do it, right? She's in her bed. She's not leaving. And it's okay. And they're kind of shocked that, you know, doulas can get these women into these other positions and get them back on track, help their head to get back in the game when they're feeling like they just can't do it anymore. It's it's so helpful. I, I would never birth without a doula. I, I did my first birth without a doula because I was like, I'm a doula. Why do I need a doula? And I learned pretty quick. Yeah, I needed a doula. Just somebody to help navigate this whole journey for, for you. So lovely and helpful. And I think that's really the beauty of a doula, right? Because you're in relationship with them, right? Before the baby, you're setting a birth plan, kind of going through different scenarios as well. So Tell us kind of how you do that. I, I want people to understand why it's important maybe to have a doula, you know, to, to guide them, you know, before and through this whole process. Because I know a lot of people maybe don't really, you know, understand it. And maybe some of our, our um, uh, you know, t our new dads or fathers-to-be, like, need to understand why is my wife asking this person to be our doula? You know, for partners, having a doula is one of the most best things for them because it takes a little bit of the pressure off. <laughs> I don't know. In our world right now, it's like so much pressure on a husband to know all the things and to do all the things. And they do great. And they do awesome. But to have somebody else there that's like backing you up, and being like, hey, maybe we could try this thing for her. What do you think about that? Um, how about we try to get her some, you know, snack or something? Or what if we get her up onto this position? Like, what do you think about this? Like having somebody else there to like kind of guide you. I think a lot of people don't recognize your doctor that you've been spending all this time going to see only really shows up at your birth at the very end of your birth when you're pushing most of the time, it's a nurse, and there's some great nurses out there, amazing nurses out there, but you just don't know who will be at your birth, and you never met them before, and you don't know them personally. Wouldn't it just be nicer to have somebody there that you knew, that you hired, that was there for you? They're not connected to your provider. So if something goes awry with your birth plan, that they can be like, hey, let's have a conversation about that. Let's mull it over a little bit. How about we talk about what the next best thing would be or how this is going to work out? Kind of having more options to be available. You know, dads, dads seeing their love of their life go through pain, that's so hard. And really, like, I... I showed up to a birth of this dad, like, yeah, we're good. We're fine. And he was doing fine. He was doing good. But like, there's no music going on and music helped her. We put music on, right? And there came a time where she's just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I really like helped her to refocus. And he was like, yeah, she needed that help to refocus. One of the things that your partner does 
for you? I mean, that you experience all the time, right? Who are you the most vulnerable with and the most whiny to your partner, right? You're going to you're gonna come home from work and tell your partner all the, all the drama because they're your partner and you feel comfortable and vulnerable to talk with them. And men are always want to try to fix the things, right? They always want to know how to help. But not given the tools, a lot of times they don't know what to do. They freeze, right? And that's not what what happens when you, hopefully when you come to take my class, you've learned a ton of tools and you're feeling like confident, you know the things. But even if you take my class, having somebody else there that knows how to get you into the different positions that is going to champion you and cheer you on, it's invaluable. I don't. I don't know why most people don't have doulas, but it's probably the best investment that you would ever make. So Dory, talk a little bit. I mean, because I know in our class together, we do a lot of different positions. Why is it so important for people to learn all these different positions? Because that baby has to get down that pelvis, you know, it has to come out through the birth canal. So moving is important. I tell people like, whatever you do, if you have a contraction, you better not be sitting still. Because that is going to make your contraction way worse. You need to be up. You need to be moving. You need to be moving your hips. You need to be opening up your pelvis. Trying to get that baby to descend. But also, just like slamming your door, the door in your finger. With your finger in the door, you know. You're going to... What do we do? We move sometimes. Movement is just a great coping technique alone. But for everything that needs to happen to get this baby out, the most efficient births are the ones where moms are up and moving. If they're like giving you a wheelchair to wheel you into the hospital, that's ridiculous. You can walk. Because <laughs> walking's going to be the work to get that baby out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love this part of it because, you know, the more active the mom is and then they are practicing right before Dory. I think that's the beauty of it too. Like you're talking about all these other coping strategies we practice and movement is another coping strategy, right? That like we should have people practicing. So, and that's all happening, right? During this whole childbirth education class that we, uh, we are all a part of our team. And it's because we want them to write, to know these things, learning them all along, right? Practicing them. So then when they do get into these more stressful situations where their pain levels are up or maybe, you know, their partner freezes, that they actually are like, oh, no, I remember that this position was a really good position for me. I remember, oh, this position felt good and I liked it when my husband, I love one of them you do in class where the husband is kind of grabbing around the the wife's kind of their low back and helping sort of stabilize and so support them while their arms are you know the wife's arms are on their shoulders right it's such a great place for them to be close and to be intimate but to feel supported right yeah and if we're not if we're not True. practicing right they don't know because they will freeze up right and you're training them and teaching them hey these are all the things that will help them in this whole movement uh, um, pattern. Yeah, truly. Yeah. So, Dory, so in all of this, you know, uh, you know, with the doula, et cetera, is, is there something that, you know, because every person's different, every couple's different, there's lots of different doulas, right? And so should people interview different doulas, you know, before they decide on them? How, how is the best way... For people to understand and to learn how to actually get a doula who's right for them. like Absolutely. You should interview. It's free to interview doulas. It's not free to interview providers, right? But it is free to interview doulas. So meet a few of them. See who you feel comfortable with. Labor is a very vulnerable space. And you have to feel like you can let go. And you can give in and that you trust the person that's there to help you. So that's really important, right? It's really important for you to just feel that. I I don't know. Like, yeah. So do you, most people interview two or three people or is it like a lot of word of mouth that you hear? 
people talking through? Is there a way in our region, do we have a whole list of doulas? Yeah, there's there's doula match that helps people find doulas. There's Spokane Birth Resources has a list of doulas on their website too. I mean, you can always reach out to us. We, I mean, I could definitely get you in contact with a few doulas that I would recommend that you can interview and see how you feel about them. Dory, I want to thank you so much for being with me and talking through, you know, childbirth education, talking through doula work, why we think this whole idea of having a birth collective where we actually serve people in a way that's very comprehensive and that we're connecting way before this baby even comes so that um, they have all their resources in one place. So I want to thank you for your passion about that and your passion that you truly believe that education and being together and actually being vulnerable and teaching couples how to become a family is so important because I think in our community, we need this. We need to have connection. We need to have deep relationships. We need those couples to be bonding in classes and and actually sharing even afterwards, right? Like, hey, these things were hard for us, but these things helped us. You know, it fascinates me when they come back in and tell me all their stories, as I know they do you as well. And they always say, thank God I didn't wing it. You know, thank God I listened and I learned and I was with somebody so great like Dory. So I thank you for all the work that you do in our community, and you're so inclusive. I don't care whether it's midwives or doulas or, you know, just the diversity of providers. You're just so good at, at finding who are those people that that particular couple would be comfortable with and who would work well with. And I really appreciate that because we want that in our communities. We want that in our country, right, for people cared for um, maternal health is really important and us guiding and and helping families have good maternal whether it's prenatal or postpartum care is of great value and I thank you so true thank you thanks for all that you do in our community Sherry thank you so grateful for you well it's been fun and it's so been fun to work together and honestly I would have Never thought to put all of this together the way your mind works. It's been a beautiful adventure. And I think the Birth Collective is going to be a great opportunity for us to help our community grow and all these pieces of this puzzle so that nobody goes without understanding and knowing whether it's nutrition, whether it's mental health, whether it's pelvic health, whether it's childbirth education, or whether it's lactation we want all these things to be covered and we want people to have that care. And I think it's a powerful thing. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, Dory. I always love seeing you. Yeah, thank you. I love seeing you too. All right. Well, good. I think we're done. Cody can go through Dory and he'll edit.